Anybody rise for the Pledge of Allegiance? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We'll call me to order. Roll call. Hey, Mayor Wester. Yes. Frank. Yes. Holler. Yes. Stankin. Yes. Fultman. Yep. Beckman. Yes. Okay, would anybody like to address the council in the public forum? Connie? This past week, I had my grandkids here, and we were down at Camp Crescent at the golf course, at the mini golf course, and it looks horrible. So I have some pictures that we took, and I would like you to do something about it, or I don't know how. It's a very poor representation of what I know. Well, look at this. Yeah, it was they're all different. They're all different. Uh, so, you wanted something needs to be done. That's all I need. Didn't we get them glued down? Yes. Yeah. Yep, they got glued yep. down. That should be a temporary. But there's one that's got a hole that I don't know how Yes, the carpet's not in good shape, and no, Scott's aware of it. Okay. Thank you, Connie. How many years has it been since we've redone that? Several years. Yeah. Yeah. It's been about seven or eight when Ruth and I looked. Yeah. Which is about the same, the tie that needs to get replaced again. That thing is used a lot. Anyone else to address the council? Actually, I'm interested in the discussion concerning the Hanson Street, so oh, maybe yep. I can wait. Right, you can wait till that. That's fine. Anyone else? Okay, consent agenda. That's me. Any additions or corrections? No. Nope. Motion to approve. So moved. Second. All second. Roll call. Yep. Yeah. Okay, Wolfman. Oh, yes. Stankin. Yes. Moeller. Yes. Frank. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Okay, administrator report. Yeah, let's talk first about this this uh, clothing uh, bin donation request that was listed in your in the council memo. Again, this is the uh, Thrift World in Carroll, and they work with Carroll United Way. We had asked a couple questions last time and got uh, answers to it. Uh, what happens to the donated items? They stated that the items are, are sorted, and some are then used in their in their retail store, and the remainder are sent to other charities. And what happens then about uh, to the bin here if it starts to overflow? So they stated that they service the bin once per week, and if the bin is overflowing, we would need to call them. Now, I know that I received a, a couple of comments from from the public, and they were email comments, which I had forwarded out to the council members then about uh, Peggy Derner and uh, Jane Kroll. So you're looking for a motion to deny it? Order approved. I would make that motion to deny allowing the bin in town just Second. for the fact of it overflows and yep. we've got New Hope that's a good receiver and the one up in Sack is local. I would second that motion. Pick what you want, Tammy. <laughs> Roll call. Okay. Frank. Yes. Moeller. Yes. Stankin. Yes. Wolfman. Yes. Beckman. Yes. That's a good thing. <clears throat> All right. A few of the things, though, to 
discuss today. First one is some stuff pertaining to the lagoon. And this one is, is an email that has my name on top. <coughs> Todd Penningston. So Todd's the, uh, the project engineer for us for Veenstra and Kim. So um, what this is is just a listing of some, of some punch list items yet out there at the lagoon. Okay, really two things. Things dealing with the control building. And then uh, the second thing is, is one issue pertaining to an, an effluent manhole. Okay, so uh, with the control building, still areas, areas that are leaking, they got to replace uh, a proper uh, air duct that, that they got the wrong one in there, and then they've got to do some sealing or caulking of, uh, of certain areas, and you'll, you'll see some comments in there that they're not sure if the sealing or, or caulking would address this issue, and then what the other options are. Um, finally, the, the sink needs to be installed, as well as replacement door sweeps on the uh, building with rubber sweeps. So, uh, and then all of the links are at the bottom are actually pictures of, of that stuff in the control building. Second thing then is, is effluent manhole number two. Med mentioned there's a con uh, broken concrete ring. So that's actually just what the next picture is. And then you look at that thing sideways, you see a little hole at the top. And, and that's what, uh, what they're referring to there. Is there any concern at all about mold or anything? Would that be in damp or all that? And getting behind a block and stuff like that? Or have they mentioned anything about that or not? No, it hadn't been mentioned. But it is. It does still seep through the block in a, in a couple areas, and and uh, leaks through in a couple areas that uh, that need to be uh, caulked. And it's damaged the ceiling already. It it has damaged the ceiling in that one spot. Yeah. So they get new trial. Has the countertop been replaced again? Counter countertop has been replaced, uh, and they needed to replace the sink. Okay, the, the issue here really is the last page then. If those, those are the remaining things on the punch list, we still have not accepted the project. Okay? So this is some correspondence then between our engineer and me that I received today, but it deals with the bonding company. So um, we really look at the bottom half of that, of that email, okay, where this is the bonding representative then, Jay Farley. And Jay is, is uh, saying, I don't believe Mike Christensen is going to be an option for completing those remaining items. And at this point, I think the best, best path forward would be for the city to contract with a different contractor to complete the remaining items. And then we deduct this amount that's remaining from the, uh, from the contract balance. No way. Let them buy the contractor. The bond company? <laughs> yep. It's our problem, not ours. Because if we don't do it right, they could come back and say that we accepted it. They've got the issue. They've got to fix it. We don't have to fix it as a city. We haven't accepted it. So in no way in hell I would say that we should you know, address the idea of doing it. They, got, they know more people than what we do. And then they, and if it's not, we don't want to be part of that fight. So if they want to contact local contractors? That's up, that's up to them. That's up to them. And that, you're in the middle of a mess, and I don't know if I was a local contractor, I'd want to be part of that. 
I agree it's a way. It's my opinion on it, like I said. So. No, because what you're, the statement you're making is that it draws us into that liability. There you go. And we don't want that to let the bonding company take care of it. Right. All well, we have to do is, once they get all these issues, then we can take a look at accepting it. But right now, to me, there's still a ways off. Yeah, it's somewhat there. I would tell you there there is a, there does come a time when we need to accept the project. Okay. Well, it's done but, right, yeah. But the other... The other issue is there's a financial issue here too. We received that million dollar forgiveness on on the loan. They don't apply that million dollar forgiveness until the project is accepted. I'm not going to be held hostage for half-assed work. So, just uh, just understand we're paying interest fees on the million dollars. Well, yeah. that's the cheap part. It's and isn't it? Then and the, the interest rate is one point one seven percent. It's eleven thousand dollars. Is what? It's eleven thousand dollars a year. Yeah, but this could come back to bite us in the butt for way more than eleven thousand dollars. I just want to make sure everybody's aware of that. Yeah, that's perfect. So let's get them. Do we need a motion for that? Nah, no, no, okay. no. I will. I will talk to them about that. Bond company makes arrangements. That's their problem. As soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, you bet. I want to just give. They're costing us eleven thousand dollars a year. So we could add that to the bill. That's step two. That's step two. There we go. Uh, I wanted to give just a little update about, about pickleball. So if you see there's a, a pickleball sheet and it has a map on the back. It's off to your right hand there, Dave. There you go. Let's, first of all, let's take a look at the map on the back. It's, it talked a lot about uh, that sidewalk. And so... The, the committee had gotten together again and, and discussed uh, the sidewalk about having that sidewalk go more directly to the north. Okay, so they had uh, certainly were on board with the idea of having it go directly to the north. They would still like the west part or the left part of the picture to intersect that sidewalk going up to the splash pad. And one of the main reasons there is that, that this would have a sidewalk connecting to the covered shade area then too. So that you would would like to have that access to the to the covered shade then from that uh, splash pad sidewalk then also. Um, looking at that, there was about 200 feet worth of of sidewalk. And just uh, I guess a little further explanation on that. We've discussed about about benches. The thing that looks like tees are bench pads, and the benches then would be proposed to be those concrete ones that we had talked about last time. Okay. Um, a little stoop outside the south area of the pickleball court that's just a, like a 5 by 10 area outside the gates and then uh, uh, a paved area then where it's a 12 by, uh, 14 by 22 concrete pad that would be underneath the uh, the shade then. So as you look at the front page then on the cost estimates it just highlights some some changes from what we had before. So six inch, uh, excuse me, the six foot wide sidewalk there, the loop from the splash pad, going then back to that north sidewalk, and then added a sidewalk to the shade. Um, still with the pad underneath the, the shade. Okay, we have an updated cost of the shade. So the updated cost, and in, in this includes the shade and shipping, uh, 8674 
Okay, so that's everything other than the uh, installation fee. There's $2,500 that's included there for installation. They do propose those two, uh, two six-foot benches. They would be those concrete benches. It would look at how a table fits under that, that shade. And then it would look at having just one picnic table then underneath that shade so that it fits between the two posts. And, but they would look at a longer table. That would be an eight-foot table there. Then this would be proposed to then be a blue metal, uh, uh, plastic-coated metal table. And the uh, trash cans, there would be the concrete trash cans, like would be consistent with the rest. The rest of the, uh, of the items would remain the same. So I guess the, uh, we would intend to proceed uh, into getting formal quotes uh, on all of this stuff. On the concrete work, I would, I'd intend to, to work with, with the low bid contractor here, Boos, about just working this as a, as a change order on the project. Great, thank you. Uh, a little bit on electric and TD&I, Jeff. Talked to Spencer today. He's tentatively coming next Monday to our project that we have already planned on doing. Um, so if it stays humid and 100 degrees, he's not putting his guys out in that stuff, so it might be August 1st. So it'll be the following Monday. So he's bringing two border rigs in, probably 20 guys. He's going to be here somewhere between three and four days and gone. Good. Um, good. Any questions on, on that electric project? Okay. Um, Hanky sewer. We, did, we discussed that Hanky sewer last time about some options about what to do with that, about the, the point source repairs like they had, had proposed initially, and then we were getting a price on lining the, the entire pipe, okay, which we've solicited the price and haven't got that yet, and then I'm working with King to, to give me a replacement price on that too. And he's started to, uh, to give me some rough uh, numbers on that, but needed to know the depth, so we've got those know the depths now and we should have some uh, some options ready to go here for you shortly about uh, what we can do out there at the Hanky Sewer. Uh, shop roof. If you would take a look at the packet that is the email to Dean Woltman. And what's been done so far on the on the shop roof project is a couple quotes on this uh, this uniflex and, and content type of a of a base uh, base coat and one option there then also including the uh, the foam and then the back few pages here are the uh, materials list for building a a uh, a more peaked roof over the existing building. So let's just take a look at this real quick. That front page there, uh, building, uh, let's see, so roof quotes from, from Armor Industries, and this is out of out of Omaha, and really got uh, kind of connected to these folks that Jacobson was soliciting quotes from these from these folks then too about uh, 
uh, doing their roof on their metal building right there uh, adjacent to the city shops. So they gave three different prices, about a five, a 10-year, or a 15-year uh, type of, of op option. And again, reading that bottom there, it just says generally uh, the more warranty, the thicker the coating. So that, that first one, the five-year, is, is what they call this mule hide, just the top coat only. But then the, the next ones, the, the 10 and 15 years, have a second coat of what they call this Unifect or, or uh, Conklin. So anyway, three different options. They're about five, 10, or 15 years. But again, when, when you think about that, it's this part. You know, that, that's what it is that, that they're laying on, on there is, uh, is this kind of this urethane coating. It is, I'm trying to see if I can tell how many mils thick it was, but I can't tell. I do see some of this stuff. I, we've seen it used, and it, I, I just, I'm, I'm not impressed with it. I, I think you, you get it up there, and if there's a stress crack in that metal already, and where it's leaking, it, it, it's going to stress again, and it's going to leak. Jennifer, who did your building? Who did your roof on the bar? Uh, that's been... But that, that's all insulation. But I walked on it when we put that sign up there. It's just like yeah, cement up a, there. You know what that is they use? Closed cell insulation would be all no, right. No, 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 no. Oh, no. Um, this is on the roof. I don't know what he uses. I know he did it's it. It's different than the inside. Yeah, yeah I know he did it a couple other places. And we haven't had any issues with it. Yeah. And that was done. At the old Dodge garage. Shortly thereafter, yeah. we did it up here too, wasn't it? Oh, City Hall. They did. The company who did City Hall here with a with a, a foam type of a roof is Triple C, and they were out of Woodbine. Oh. And I don't know that they're in business anymore. We can't seem to contact them. <laughs> <laughs> so that reading through that stuff from the lumber yard on the fish roof, that is still a metal roof with the rafters four foot on center. Um, it would be very similar to the city, the newer building, same pitch. Yeah, it's four ball fish instead of a two twelve pitch. Right. Wow, well, uh, one twelve actually. Is, uh, the existing one. Well, that's only one twelve yep. down there now. Yep. Yeah. You got them as a four twelve pitch. On yeah. So I guess the important thing to note about this: this is a cost estimate. It's just for materials only. We have not uh, interacted with any contractor about potentially doing this. I wouldn't mind seeing a labor labor bid for it as well uh, on that. And if anybody would like to go and look and see what's done on ours, what Andy did, that's fine. Is that on the existing building, Jim? On your bar? Yeah, we did it right after I bought it, so it was done in 2013. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, we can work on uh, on a labor number. And I, I would like to see a labor number. I mean, I, that I seems mean, like a more permanent fix, I guess. Total cost on this other one, what's more than 30 years? 49,000 plus, time you had this material list, and I can't believe it would be much over 50,000 total. Mm -hmm. Higher local labor, and you know, we could go back to it. What, what kind of sign are you talking? I don't 
Pardon? I don't know if you're doing the same kind of thing. I think I only paid like, of course, that was in 2013. It was only like $5,000 for him to do that whole world. Well, there's, I don't know what you're there, specifically talking about. There, there's three different prices here. One's a five-year guarantee, and one's 10-year, and one's 15-year. You take that 15-year yeah. and, and then add the insulation on top of it, it's up to 49000 Oh, it must be a lot bigger. What's a bigger growth than what you had to considerably? Okay. Favor number there. Um, and just my last thing is, you're still working uh, with other communities then on the countywide housing uh, initiative. The next countywide housing committee meeting, which is is Tammy and and Whitey, is Wednesday. Wednesday, 6 p.m. over Wall Lake. Okay. That's it. Okay. Ordinance 523. Have a few changes on the fence. So, um, really, let's let's uh, take a look at page four because this is really just what the the proposed changes are uh, about the fence uh, the fence ordinance. These proposed changes are the same thing that we reviewed at the previous meeting. Okay, the committee got together again, discussed through some some different options, and uh, ended up retaining the. Uh, the original proposal that was that was uh, submitted here a couple weeks ago. So, again, those proposed changes being that the the definition we would uh, create a definition of a temporary fence and a garden fence. Again, let's refresh yourselves on the definition. So, a temporary fence fence is removed when the designated time period, activity, or use has ceased, and that would include snow fences, fences at construction sites. Okay, then this does create a definition of garden fence, and that's a, a fence used in conjunction with a garden. It's no more than 24 inches high and erected for no longer than April 15th through October 15th. Okay, trellises and uh, those type of, of high landscaping ones would be exempted. Temporary fences and garden fences would be exempt from the remainder of our fence regulations then except for the provisions pertaining to electrification and then we would propose then to implement those items that are listed as section O there at the bottom so okay unless otherwise al allowed by the council per section 4005 and again you look at the at the top of the page 4005 basically says barbed wire and electric fences they're not permitted in town unless they would get uh, written consent from the city council and that's just a, a blanket statement then. But this would say uh, that in, unless the council would specifically allow something per that ordinance, uh, that electric fences would be permitted, but they'd be powered only by batteries and then not exceeding 6 volts, and that they cannot be plugged into uh, 110 volt power. Okay, would need to be turned off from sunrise to sunset and have signage on them. So it's a minimum of one-half square foot posted on each side of the fence uh, in space no more than each 25 feet on that side, stating that uh, the fence is electrified. Those are the changes then that are incorporated into the ordinance that begins on, on page 5. Any 
comments or? I'll make a motion we take the recommendation of the committee. To approve 523. So this is approving yes. the first reading of the ordinance? Yes, 523. Okay. Second? Second. Roll call. Waltman? Yes. Molnar? Yes. Frank? Yes. Beckman? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Before we go too much farther, I do need to point out one other specific thing that's listed in your in your memo. Okay. And so the committee had some discussion about one of the existing uh, electric fences in town is Ray Hegrick. So Ray, Ray has two electric fences. One's, one's going to meet our definition of a garden fence out front. Okay. And then he has what is a larger uh, fence out, out back. And I've... Uh, described it here that it's a fence say it's approximately four feet high and it encloses this grove of of young trees um, made of woven wire material and then has an electric wire on top okay the the committee is going to recommend that this uh, this electric fence portion of it is going to end up meeting the new requirements of of the new code that'd be fine okay but the there's two other things that Ray did not have a permit for this and, and would need to apply for a permit. But the materials that, that he used for the uh, for the fence are inconsistent with the code. Okay, we have a a definition of about uh, of the type of woven wire that can be used, and it really is a, almost a limitation to chain link. You know, it specifically does not allow chicken wire and and gives uh, some dimensions about the open area between. Uh, any of the openings on the on the fence, so the recommendation from the from the committee would be that that Ray would uh, apply for a fence permit using the proper materials. What about the other fence in town that we know about? Well, I think that's just an enforcement mechanism. That would we would enforce that to remove it. Yeah. That doesn't come anywhere close to being compliant. Right. So it's a civil violation if we do anything. Oh, uh, you know, so we'll ask him to uh, to get this permit. And I, I talked with Ray about this and uh, not able to be here tonight. They talked about his, he had this uh, issue with his foot, and he's going in for surgery on that tomorrow. Um, but, we, yeah, we'll ask him to do this, you know. Worst case is that, I mean, if it doesn't, it is a, it's a violation to be a municipal infraction. What about the house on Vine Street? Mm-hmm. That would be one candidate, and then there's one on Lake Street that would. Do we have a 50-50 chance that'll get done? Maybe better than that. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Well, we need to we need to follow through with it. Yeah. Because it's been uh, there for too long. Right. Um, so on the the status on the uh, ordinances, uh, of course, you got to read ordinances three times. Um, if you'd like to consider waiving ordinances tonight, you could do that too. Okay, we'll move on to Hanson Street. We got a couple options. Just that you know, we had discussed this at the at the last council meeting. There, there was a motion that was made, and that motion didn't pass, and it just kind of feels like the issue is still hanging out there. I mean, so we would need to to address this as far as whether this is something you like to do, whether this is something you would not like to do. Well, I've given a lot of consideration after the last meeting, heard from a lot of people. And uh, I don't, number one, 
uh, my comment on the end of the meeting was that it's not at the budget this year. So, and, and we got more pressing things like the water pressure to address. Um, that this needs to be addressed when we talk about um, streets um, in our budget. Anybody else? So, yes. I would like to speak on behalf of the residents of Sunset Drive. As you probably recall, like five or six years ago, our street was paved, and we residents paid for that. So our question is, number one, and how would that be different than this project? We're not building a new road. We're just trying to work on dust control. So you're speaking only about dust control and not about a permanent no. park service. Well, we're trying to address the concern of the taxpayers there about the dust. We put treatment down the last three days. Yep. And I understand we have that same issue too. Yep. I think it was tree sap or something. But the concern, again, speaking on behalf of the people from Sunset Drive was that you were considering moving forward with paving it. So in fact, one of the residents said, okay, maybe we would be reimbursed then. That's what was handled. But I will go back to them and let them know that you're talking only about dust control and nothing further. Well, that's one. Yeah, we have a pile of one of the three options. Yeah. Three yeah. options on the table. The one being $18,000. The number three or two being $35,000, whatever it was, $30,000. And then the other one being $140,000. It's about 140,000 yeah. to for asphalt paving. I certainly so. don't think that it touches. By the time you get it engineered and you get curb and gutter and and paving and whatnot to do it right, instead of putting a band-aid on it, I, I think we're talking a lot of money. And I I personally went and talked to several of the other property owners along there, and they're not in favor of having their property assessed. Can I speak? Yep. Um, I'm not asked, I don't know that any of us were asking for it to be paved or to have large engineering firms. It is not our street, which is the difference between Sunset Drive. It isn't the street in front of us. It's the city street. And we have, there's two things I think that everybody seems to not respond to. One is the amount of traffic. We have industrial traffic. We don't just have residents driving back there. We have industrial traffic. Jacobson's has now put in a large facility that they're going to have more semis coming in there, I've been told. Um, we have semis coming in there now. We have a lot of storage units back there. So it isn't just our, our traffic, which is different. And I also will say that the amount of tax base revenue that we've generated that also hasn't ever been addressed. So I, I'm not asking for paid. I'm not asking for huge. I'm just asking for some kind of dust control. The dust control you're using doesn't work. And maybe there's other dust control that does work. I, I have no idea. But Did, didn't we use something different the second thing? Same thing that was applied by different by numbers. a different contractor, but same, uh, same product. 
I will tell you the dust is rolling right now. I know, I was going to say. Right, we're supposed to go walk. As soon as it starts getting dust, we're supposed to water it down. It, it does reactivate with water. Yep. So, uh, <coughs> the water. is there another company we get that tree set from? Or no? I keep looking. And okay, let's, let's keep it, looking. Because, again, what, what is, what is, Craig and Jackie, I asked this last time, Craig and Jackie Wallace use out there because whatever they're using is working. Whatever they're using, because I went down that gravel road today, and they have it right in front of their new place to the south. Why do you think it's not? And it's, it's their stream. You're the ones complaining about the dust, not the city. We're not going to have a bunch of bullshit, okay? Let's, we're moving well, on. I was they speaking all, when they started talking. You weren't allowed to talk anyway, Randy. If you weren't recognized by the chair. If you want to say something, do it. I'm pretty sure she wasn't recognized either. I saw her wave her hand. It's close enough. But you could do the same thing. Go ahead. Dust control is cheap. Very cheap. You drive around the country, all the farmers put by the farm places. Yep. They don't ask the county to pay for it, they do it themselves. And these people all knew that was a gravel road when they bought it. So I'm sure they bought it a little cheaper because it was a gravel road. So I would think they should take that into consequences too. When I would live, when I had property on Sunset Drive, I was out for it being concrete, brick, yeah, brick concrete. I was forced to do it, and I got a bill for $13,985, and it was attached to my tax, property taxes, and I didn't want it. So I think these people ought to be the same way. If they want it, they should pay for it. I don't think the gravel roads have near the traffic that the city guys generate every day. They're up and down that thing all day long, and I don't know how much well, traffic you can There was more traffic 20 years ago than there is right now. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. When Jacobson's had their seed bed down there, yeah. and all the rain beds were being filled up and emptied, yep. and we were selling corn off of Jacobson's, there was a lot more traffic then than there is now, and they can complain about it. Yeah. We're just going to have, hopefully, a development down there one of these days. So. And that should be on the other street, right? Right, but that dust is still going to get to their homes. And they should have to pay for the dust control. I, we've always done dust control because the city generates a lot of dust. Well, I, I think we should look at... Uh, more options if we find another company to do the tree sap if the one can't get it. Maybe there's somebody because there are other people I'm sure that still use that, but where do they get it? And do some research there and and do that. Because we don't have money to budget that's budgeted for it right now. And this is something this is a street project, whether it be uh, eighteen thousand dollars, thirty thousand dollars, whatever we decide on that. Um, we should look at it as a street project. Just like we have the overlooks on other streets. I'm just not in favor of putting a band-aid on something. It should be looked at thoroughly before we spend $10,000. Why waste $10,000? Could I address that just a minute? Go ahead. I, I'm not saying it needs to be $10,000. Um, the, the problem that I have with that is, is that I don't think it's something that you want to spend hundreds of thousand dollars on. I, and so if you're saying you're not going to do anything because you're not going to band-aid it, I think all you'll ever do is band-aid it. I don't think you'll ever do a huge street project there. 
So, in other words, what you're saying is, we're just not going to do anything. <coughs> well, I brought, I brought up the fact, and I, I understand dust control, and I drove out specifically past Craig and Jackie Wallace's place today, and I drove at 40 mile an hour, like they probably drive past, but down that road, Seriously, as soon as I got off of their dust control, the dust started flying. When I was on their dust control, there was no dust. So I don't know what they're using, but if you remember at the last meeting, I asked about looking into that, and I think we should look into whatever they're using. I don't know what it is, but I think that's the fix for now for that street until we can look at what to do in the future. And I'm I'm all for looking into that. So I'll I'm make, just not in favor of not doing anything. So I'll make the motion that we look into different type of dust control to dust control Hanson Street for the remainder of this year and get something that suits it better and we actually talked to move forward and then we talked about the water being put down there we bought that that brine machine or whatever we bought for the snow snow stuff or ice stuff we can apply water with that really easy yeah that's what I'm just gonna bring up like I said I brought let's try to focus on our attention on what it does start to get dusty again like the folks say it is that we at least try to put some water down to see see if that really is working if it's not really working then we look for something different and find out you know give us a little more time I guess like I said I understand the dust is there go out and grab a roll it, it, it's it, just the way it is so I'm all in favor of that today a semi went through and he was not going fast like some of them do and the dust just, you know, because, I mean, there's just no control in it. There's no control there at all. So. I made the motion. i second it. The motion is to look into something else. Look into different type of dust control for the remainder of this year. And focus our attention on, on getting the water. water down. In the meantime. They can make that judgment pretty easy by just driving on it, you know. Sure. You don't do a special limitation. Okay. Roll call. I'd like to add one more thing to it. Go ahead. And we as a city need to make sure our employees aren't doing 35 miles an hour down there. They, they can slow down. They ain't in a hurry nor place else. They can do 15. Yeah, we've, we've had that discussion several times. And we'll, we'll, we'll keep having the discussion again. So, we'll call. lastly, can I nope. just leave you with uh, copies of this? Sure. So that you have that. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Jake. Thanks, Jake. Okay, some radar speed signs. Well, we don't oh, need to vote on this. That's oh, right, roll call. I thought we did that. <coughs> okay, uh, Beckman. Yes. Waltman. Yep. Thank you. Yes. Moeller. Yes. Frank. Yes. You want to talk about some radar signs? Yeah. So, uh, <coughs> brought up about, uh, you know, raised here, Gary Waldrop was, was in a couple meetings ago talking about uh, about speed, and we were talking about speed signs then, and I did want to uh, give you the, the pricing then of what, e what an equivalent sign would be as to what we have on North High Street right now. Okay, we bought that through, uh, through the Elon company, um, cost at the time was 2009-10, but we had a thousand dollar grant. You, know, you see what the pricing is now listed in the memo. If we look at at one side, the uh, it's thirty one hundred dollars, and then there's slight discounts as you as you get a little higher.
we could put that one of them on Hanson Street. <laughs> I had to take my shot. Yeah. It's good. We, we can't do it anyway. It's not in the budget. We didn't plan on it. No. Well, certainly one of those things that we need to be done in several areas of town. And we have a C, a, a, we have a speed radar trailer now that's in the garage. So a permanent sign, they don't have to move around, and we get money back for it, whether it's in the budget or not, a child's safety is pretty important. And they do work. When I come into Arcadia, I slow down because I know I'm going too fast when I see that sign flash. So had you given some thought about, about where proper locations would, would be for signs like this? You know, and just understanding that people complain about speed. You know, and even if people are going speed limiters a little bit above, people complain about speed. And and we'll, we will continue to hear that uh, hear that complaint. This is one way to address it. Um, but again, if we'd look at anything on the highway or anything North State Road or South State Road, you know, those are. Those state roads, we just have to work with the with the DOT about placing them. Well, I do agree with uh, Louis Gal that wrote the letter after Silver. Cheryl Silver. Cheryl Silver. Yeah. And I know going past our place, there's times there's people going 40 and 50 miles an hour. Definitely. Yeah, Pat would, for, you know, and then I don't know my streets in town. Actually, where somebody lives, I can probably tell you. But the road that goes from the museum up around the lake, past the Stone Piers, that road, traffic gets moving pretty fast on that, too. Mm -hmm. And I, I think they're a great reminder hey, I am going faster than what I really should be. Um, think if we get one, two, or three, or five, whatever it is, I think we find the right place for them, place them around there. And it's, I think the residents are going to be more happy with that than everybody starting to get tickets. We just need a power source, Jeff, and if you can just come off of any or street light or... Yeah, you see solar, solar too, but we, solar is more expensive. They are. We did, I guess I didn't price that, Dale, as far as being solar. These are hard so let's look at our areas. We want to do it. And if we've got a street light pole there that we can hang like we did on High Street, I say save the money and do that. And if you've got an area where we don't have that access, then do a solar. So how would we come up with a plan to determine where we should put them? Do we let the officers drive around and see where... Let them sit in a couple spots and yeah. do some speed checks once and see where... Right, that's why I just... Then we got a pretty good idea than us sit here. You don't necessarily have to pull them over, at least... You know, do speed checks, see where the hot spots are. Yeah, I, I, we got the people on the staff that can do that. Yeah, I mean, just you get a better if you're stopping them, then words word get out that everybody will come in there slow. But if you just kind of monitor, watch this as they come in and, and see how it develops, and you get a pretty accurate. Yeah, do it. Do it for. 
three or four weeks and see what you got and yeah. come back and address it again and see, yeah. see what these they come up with. Okay. You start pulling over people, you're going to get a lot of backlash on that. If they're guilty, they're guilty. <laughs> sure. Well, I guess what we got right now is have to have the police department uh, check speed and to define some areas where these where these might be. I guess I didn't encourage the council though to, to just you know think that think this through in your own mind about about where specific locations might be. You know, Third Street up past the Stone Pier, that's a great location. High Street coming into town on the south side, is a good location. Um, I don't think Dale's far off on Crescent Park. Either. My, my wife's grandma lives around Crescent Park for a lot of years. I've stood in front of the place grilling, and they do go pretty fast. They well, sure do. What about, um, you mentioned something about that North State Road. We'd have to work with the state to put one up there. Is that an issue, or do we just send them a request for that, or how do we do that? Or maybe they want to put one up. <laughs> so long as so long as the city's buying, I yeah. wouldn't anticipate yeah. any problems. No. We just got to coordinate with them. All right. I'll make a motion to purchase five and decide where we're going to put them after a study. I'll second that. I'm, well, how are you going to split them up? Any solar or just well, electric if we can? I think the places you guys are talking right now, we can solely do on street light poles. Okay. Like we've done with the slat, the first one. That we That's did. fine. I just. If there's a spot later somewhere, that's not an option. Okay, roll call. Okay, Frank. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Stankamp. Yes. Moeller. Yes. Okay, water pressure on northwest part of town. Yeah, I just wanted to have this discussion with the council about about that pressure system. And I talked with, with Bob Veenstra about that pressure system and then whether there are any different options to look at other than a pressure system. And you know, the one that had, that had been brought up before is what can you do with a little water tower up there in that area? So uh, Bob always does a very thorough job of explaining things in his letter, but uh, basically he's saying that a pressure system is, is most likely used in, in a small community, and if you just said, nope, I want to do a water tower, you still end up with the pressure system anyway because you got to pump water up to that tower. So um, then he relayed some stories as I'm talking with him more about communities that would put in a pressure system. Say we put in a pressure system up there. We continue to see some good growth in that area, and you decide that you don't like the, the pressure system there anymore. What you can easily do then is you retrofit that that uh, pressure pump station then to be the pump station for the tower, and and then it does feed off of tower pressure then after the water gets up there. I, I have a question. Sure. So we had that engineering study done two years ago, maybe by Mainstrom. Yep. Didn't it address the PSIs and what if you did this, what it would be, and if you did this, what it would be? Yeah. Yep, it did. It, we, so we, we had that so little study done. and have a lot of information already? Really just wanted to uh, make sure that we had, had explored other alternatives on that, and especially this water tower issue. You know, it was brought up to make sure that we took a look at, at ideas about a water tower and wanted to be able to address that. The other thing we're trying to figure out is why it's gotten worse in the last six months. Isn't that water guy coming pretty soon, or has he been here already? The check for leaks? He has not been here. Uh, I, 
I don't know that anything's been scheduled. Have we received our flow tester yet? We've received parts of it. We don't have we don't have the whole thing. Because that was that was as we were talking about this notion about that it's worse over time now. Yeah, it seems to be worse just recently. Uh, one of the big things that he recommended doing was you got to get some several pressure readings up there when the water is static. So basically, you take what pressure readings during the middle of the night when you know the water's not being used, and then as water's being used in the morning, you're taking those same pressure readings and be able to contrast them. And that, if you lose pressure when the water is flowing, that's much more likely than to be a valve issue or something. So those are the types of things that, that we can do that don't cost us a lot of money. We need to move forward with that type of testing before we're spending $700,000, $800,000. Now, we're, we had planned on that. We talked with Dean about that. We're certainly planning on that. All right. We're good with that? Yep. Okay, financial report, end of June. Yeah, so there's a, a report on, on page, begins on page 11. I do want to tell you that, uh, first of all, so Kay, Kay balances this out. Uh, at, the, at the end of the month, uh, reconciles everything. K, K uh, balanced everything just fine. It's a put everything in this different format, and I draw my numbers off of off of different reports. We're one hundred thirty-one dollars and seventy some cents off, and we just still haven't figured that out. It'll roll through to next month, and and should uh, if it's an outstanding issue, it will uh, it'll clear itself. I just wanted to go through the. Uh, this being the fiscal year-end uh, treasurer's report, starting on, on page 11, you can see what the year-end balances are. The other thing to keep in mind is that as we talk about transfers and whatnot, all of those transfers are incorporated into this report. So these would, it would then be the actual balance. So clerk's balance then in, in general fund, $829,000, substantial balance there. And then you can see uh, what the balance would be. For, for each one of the uh, of the funds, item of concern: water fund is is uh, has a balance now of about seventy eight hundred bucks, which is less than we had uh, anticipated as we were working through the budget process. I would tell you we made some some last uh, last minute uh, purchases in the water department, including a couple of large meters, and uh, and that affected our. Uh, our balance in there a little bit more than what we had anticipated. Sewer look is looking uh, strong, and the balance in the electric fund is uh, in line and maybe slightly higher than than what we had anticipated that it would be. Looking at those capital funds, then the fire department we transfer the remaining amount of the fire department budget gets transferred into this fire department capital fund. So the amount of that was eighteen thousand nine seventy three. So uh, the balance in their equipment fund or their capital fund right now is forty four thousand six forty five. Um, the green infrastructure fund would uh, had uh, receded in that seventeen thousand nine nine three. That would be a transfer from the from the general fund to uh, to zero out that negative uh, fund. Uh, economic development, we just transfer, that's that uh, uh, business improvement grant program. 
and we, we uh, transfer that money then at the end of the year. <coughs> About the middle of that uh, section there, CC Cabin Project, that is the, uh, the Camp Crescent Cabin Project uh, from last year, which had a deficit of, of 10221 Again, that's transfer from uh, either general or, or sales tax. From sales tax. Water tower, we uh, we put in the amount of the of the uh, uh, cell tower rental fees. So the amount that that's given uh, for rental fees on that is is placed into the water tower fund, seventy eight hundred bucks. See, we paid out five thousand thirty seven dollars last month. That was the amount of the uh, of the folks coming in to to dive clean the the water tower and the clear well. Okay, pickleball court. You see the the balance on that of uh, transferring that twenty five thousand dollars worth of, of city funds into that, and uh, had spent a little bit of money. So the balance there, including the the Sac County grant, then forty nine thousand seven seven five. Then we get into the uh, capital funds, where we transferred money into the general capital funds, and that would be for police uh, vehicles, and then also for stuff pertaining to the parks equipment. Okay, we transferred in twenty-eight thousand this year. You see that that twenty-nine thousand dollar expense—that's the purchase of the uh, of the uh, police truck—and then transferred into the public works fund, uh, the electric fund, funding the street sweeper fund. Okay, the CDBG housing rehab—that is uh, a transfer from general fund, um, which fulfills then the city's local match requirement on that grant. And then general reserve that fund had had run negative, and we had uh, that twenty thousand. There's a twenty thousand uh, dollar transfer from sales tax that is largely related to uh, especially engineering cost on L twelve. Um, so take a look at uh, at street construction. Okay, we have okay. So it's one hundred thirty thousand dollars is the balance in the street construction fund. Okay, we would this up well. In earlier this month, we paid ninety-six thousand dollars of that. So as you're thinking about funds for for future street work, it's not a significant amount there because uh, we have uh, completed our biggest project of the year. Then, and we are are also then working on on Lakeshore Drive. Okay, sewer sewer revenue debt. We we transfer that stuff uh, every every month. Water revenue debt. There actually is none remaining anymore and we can zero that out and transfer that money into the water fund. Electric revenue debt, we uh, still are paying off uh, off debt on that so we put money in every month. And then the electric improvement fund where we put $2,500 into that every month. Okay, so you see the balance of that electric improvement fund, it says $16,000. There's a lot of other electric improvement money in like in that CD below, there's electric improvements at 300000 so we do have a, a significant amount yet in what is the rainy day fund for the uh, electric utility. The TIF project fund, that's a CD at Iowa State Bank. And again, a CD of these different funds uh, that we don't access very often, so we can keep them in a, in a CD and earn at least a little bit of interest. And again, that's at, uh, at Iowa State Bank. That's where we're at on that. Any... Questions or comments?
If not, we need a motion to approve these transfers. Yeah. I, I got a quick question. Back to that street fund, that 96000 we just had done paying, that comes off that 138 It does, yep. Okay, so we approximately got 34000 Yes. Yep. It, it does. There will be another, we budgeted $100,000 to transfer from, from okay. the general fund for this year. So okay. total amount of, of funds really for streets that would be about 134 and that's so the that's anticipated cost. Right, really. so okay. so yeah, I'm looking, I'm going to end up with two motions here. If the first one can be approved, the financial report. Yep. I'll second it. Roll call. Okay, Beckman. Yes. Moeller. Yes. Frank. Yes. Thank you. Yes. And then a motion to approve those financial transfer resolution. 2219. I'll make that motion. I'll second it. Roll call. Okay, Frank. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Moeller. Yes. Okay, we need a motion to request payment for number 15 to the state of Iowa. Right. We're getting down to the, to the end on this. This is largely for our last project on that. It's at, uh, the projects at uh, the north end of Madison Street. We have a motion to request payment. I'll make it. Second. Roll call. Thank you. Yes. Moeller. Yes. Frank. Yes. Beckman. Yes. We well, need a motion to approve the payment. Number 15. Motion to approve. Second. Roll call. Moeller. Yes. Frank. Yes. Beckman. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Camp Crescent. Yeah. So we wanted to discuss that with you as, we, as a couple things here. So we got the the, uh, uh, the we, we got the survey done on that. So you see the topo survey. That was the big one that was attached to the back. Mm -hmm. So the, we had DGR do that uh, really in preparation for whatever the next the next project would be. Helps us out in, in project planning and certainly then allows us to make sure that we're addressing drainage concerns as we as we work through uh, through a project design. The other thing that uh, I'm sure is, is, is fresh in everybody's mind is big rain from last Monday and you saw what what happened to, especially to the east side there as far as being inundated with water. So but looking at this little sheet here that we got, I did blow it up on my computer, but there's so many spots that he that we don't have the I cannot find the elevation on. Yes. How, you know, do you know, we have a completed one with that, all the elevations? This is it. They all. It's just has one foot increments, and it's. Uh, yeah, but, but there's. I can't see them in certain spots. There's like, uh, well, for example, where the new pads are. I don't see any elevations there. Because, I mean, you're you're looking at the elevation on on the other side of the road, and then the uh, the other nearest elevation mark. Is it's it's a long ways away. I guess the the point there being that it's in in well, one foot increments. It it just I, doesn't show that. Well, yeah. well, I know, but I watched them walk through that whole campground for two and three days, and they were taking way more elevations than that. Why sure. did we not get that full report? Because if we're gonna if, if they gonna, can, I what I think they can do, Dale, is take is take this same thing and say instead of putting it on on foot lines. You'd put it on 
on uh, every three inch lines or whatever. You know, yeah, that, the purpose of the purpose for having them come legal. in that time was so we can get an elevation grade of that campground. So when we do an upgrade project, we're not going to have the same project problem like we have now in whatever spots them are that we just did. So if we're building spots in that campground, we're going to make the elevation so the water runs away from it, not to it. Mm -hmm. I can see if we can get more precise about the grades. Well, we need to. Because not the grades, but about the lines. I blew this up on my computer, and I could not find a whole bunch of spots marked. It's like, how do we even take this information, analyze it, to make a proper decision? Mm -hmm. Because we do not have the proper information. And again, he's, you know, he's way out into the lake here on these, that 1221 and 1222, that's where the water normally is. That's probably why they're so consistent all the way along the edge of that campground. Okay. Yeah, I can see if they can certainly provide us something different on that. So, but as as we think about what it might, what another project might look like, I'm interested in uh, people's thoughts on on that and the process that we might use to determine what, what the next uh, project would be. So is this something that the city council sits down with the staff and works through a project, or you want the park board involved with with stuff pertaining to a project, or you want to have a council committee involved pertaining to a project? Well, we know we have an issue with the last campsites we did. I definitely do not want to go through that again, and I think we got to get, this is my opinion, and you guys there, we've got to get that fixed. Whether we got to pour cement on top of cement and raise well, all the dirt up. Meister told me he has a solution for it. Yeah, but that he forgot about the meeting tonight. Yeah, and I don't know what his solution would be unless we just pave the whole campground and put storm sewers in and drain it to the north. I, I, I think we need to start down there on the highway and get that going to the north before we add any more water to it. I, I you agree. Know, drainage tile or whatever it be. I agree, and I think if we're talking about Camp Crescent projects, and I know we got to look out far enough to close down them sites. Is am I right? So they can't preserve them. But we've got these new ones that was just done, where all the dirt was taken out. Them sites are underwater when it rains. Yep. I mean, it's we've got to fix that. Whether it's building that back up with pouring cement on top of cement and bringing the dirt back in, I don't know. Something has to be fixed there, because it ain't ever going to go away. Who made that decision to haul them 20, 30 loads out of there and not reading the elevations right? I, I do not know the answer to that. I've asked that question and not gotten that answer. I mean, if it's the engineer, we need to find a different engineer. Well, that that was engineer. I say it. it no, it was we. But they we didn't had the, engineer. the engineer's plans. No, we had a falling out with the engineer. And, it, it was not implemented according to that. It's done, it's over, but it needs to be fixed. And now we got to figure out how to fix it. And that's why I was looking, waiting for these elevation drawings. And them are the spots that aren't marked. I don't know how we fix them without knowing what we've got. That's just my opinion. I mean, I guess I don't have, I wouldn't have an answer how to fix them without all the information. And them, you know, there's them one, two, there's one, two, one, two, three, four, five. There's probably six of them, but the water goes up over the cement down there before it rains. That 
the last pads grade. Are totally underwater. Yeah, yeah. The pads, the cement pads are underwater, not just the road. And if the road goes, if the water goes over the road, then all I have to do is look out my window, see the water over the road, go to my basement, and see two inches in my, at least in my basement. Well, but the, that water shouldn't be coming from the campground to your basement. From well, this, it's either coming from the campground or the street. It, well, it, sh it shouldn't come from the campground because the campground's lower than your basement. But I, I just, we've got to address that somehow. I don't have the right answer. Wait, John, I know you drove down there, and Scott, you drove oh, down yeah. there after oh, that sure. rain. You guys yep. both seen it. Yep. I sent a picture to Scott within three minutes. He was driving through there. <laughs> I think he was on his way to work. But I, I mean, the, so my opinion is before we decide to step out of the box and do something on any other part of the campground, let's figure out how to fix this or get the rest of them elevations to get a. I think the cement pads are awesome down there and need to be done and maybe twice as wide. Um, so you're parking on cement, sitting on cement, but I'd like to get a, a three, five, ten year plan. So this is what we're doing this year, and two years from now we're doing this, and two years from now we're doing this. And if we got to start building something up in one way to start getting everything to run away, that that's my opinion. I don't know what the rest of you guys think. You're right, though. I think you got to work backwards mm -hmm. and feel back. Because if you don't, because you're going to pile water on top of water, if you don't, Move back. You start at the bottom before you start adding to it and overflowing. Well, I just have a question though. So, but aren't you talking about two different things? I mean, if you're talking about the camp, the camp sites that are close to the lake, isn't the idea to drain the water to the lake? And where you have water sitting to the back, and to help Crescent Park Drive, weren't you going to take that to the highways? I thought that's what I understood. Well, that was one of the things we talked about. The stuff in front of Pat's house to try and take that water to the north. Right. But what they're saying is we can't take any more water to the north until we get the water that's already there gone. I understand, but some of that water you're going to take to the lake. From Pat's house, you can't take it to the lake. No, I'm talking about don't. the campsites that you're talking about adding more cement. Them are the ones that we just did in front of Pat's house. Right, and they would go to the lake. No, they won't you go want those to go north. They're going to have to go to the north. Because, well... Until we get the proper study done, but living there for 30 years, I know I watched the water flow, and that water flows to the north now, and they're trying to bring it to the south. I'm going to call it the south. And I said it before several times when you guys were doing this project, you can't make water run uphill, and that's what we're trying to do. So we got to get it to the north, and what Whitey and Mike said, Let's get rid of it from down by the car horse to the north first, and then we can take more water that way. We just might have to be one more year back before we can make any more cement pad improvements. What, uh, anybody else's thought? Well, we definitely need a clearer picture of this in that one. And we can see if they can give different gra different gradient lines, which would show which would show more. The other thing that I can offer you is that I do have three copies that are blueprint size. So they're, they're a little I'm bit easier to see. Well, yeah. but it, it, I, I blew it up on my computer. If you look in the right in the middle, right, I'm going to call it north of the same volleyball pit. And 
infinite pattern. That's 12.3. You look down in the lake, where the water's in the lake, that's 12.22. It's yeah. only a foot of fall. Foot of fall. And that, oh yeah, that, I think that's the biggest thing to take out of this, is that there's, there's not two or three foot of fall across the entire thing. So your idea is to build them way up with a lot of dirt, more cement, so that it goes north. Well, or, that's one possibility, or do we put in some type of storm sewer through the campground yes. to go to the north when we get that problem fixed? Because we can tie it into that storm sewer that way, but we can't. I, I'm not in favor of putting in more cement pads and stuff until we figure out where we're at moving forward. That's just my opinion, to know what we've got where we're at. And Vicki, if you'd seen this map, there is so many spots that aren't even marked on here. I, we don't know the elevation. Right, but just looking at it, I mean, you'd have to build up a lot of dirt to make it go north from the lakefront part area, right. where these new cement pads are. To make it go north, you're going to have to bring in a lot of dirt and actually build up the whole campground. I mean, part of the campground is what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. And then, because even if you put in storm sewer, the gravity is not going to go to the north unless you have enough fall. Right. It's just going to sit there, like it does on West Street. Until we can. Until I mean, we West Street's just like that. Until we can get There's more no, information. There was not enough thought process oh, when this started back then. To, for the long-term plan, and I'd like to get the long-term plan is what I'm getting at. Right, I guess I can't see us making any decisions until we get that information from this guy. Might be the only, I don't know if you get emotional or anything for no, that. We'll just see if we can't grab some. Well, we can, but uh, I also may, I guess I'd, I'd ask your opinion on this, because it costs a little bit of money, but I'd like to bring the engineer down and have him talk through the stuff. Too. Absolutely. Good. Yeah, if we're going to form it, I don't know if we're forming a committee, but I'd be happy to sit in. Anything else? Um, when we get a committee, we'll, we'll well, for the moment, I think let's see what I can do about about different gradients on this. And I'm going to talk with the engineer about having the engineer come come to a council. Uh, yeah. Make the letters big enough you can read them. Good God. I agree. Yeah, I could. I have a magnifying glass. And that was? Yeah. I haven't heard a second. Dale had a motion okay. to adjourn. I'll second that. Oh, well, there we go. Meeting adjourned.